0: It was a dark and rainy night. Kichigoro was out running late errands for his business in Kanda, near the town of Mikawa in Japan. He ventured toward Tsuchikai Bridge, and when he passed through the gate to the bridge, he spotted what appeared to be a small child staggering along the path in the dark. Kichigoro, though it was strange that a child that age would be out in the middle of the night, asked the figure, Hey, where are you going? The child turned and looked at him, and Kichigoro was met with two eyes as red as blood set deep in a swarthy face. The creature's mouth stretched all the way from ear to ear. Kichigoro was surprised but not frightened. As he strained to get a better look at the alien figure, the creature jumped into the shadows of the night and disappeared. Kichigoro went straight home after this encounter, and he laid in bed and thought to himself... It seems that the famous Kappa does exist after all. Legend of Kappa of Mikawa-cho, fantastical beings are often born of attempts to explain what we don't understand and are created through the eyes of the local culture. Due to this, each culture has its own unique monsters embedded in their folklore. But few societies have creatures as numerous or as strange as the yokai of Japan, Join us tonight as we examine the strangest yokai in the land of the rising sun on this episode of Snipe Hunt.
1: Welcome back to Snipe Hunt, your frightening folklore podcast. I'm your host, Darren Young. This part probably sounds different than earlier, because I am recording this after the episode is recorded, because the original recording became corrupted, and when I finally got it open, it was missing a couple minutes of the beginning. I would like to apologize for the technical difficulty. I know this kind of thing comes off as amateurish, and I realize that it can be a turnoff. If you're a frequent listener, you'll know that this has been kind of a common occurrence over the past couple of episodes. It's almost like we're under some sort of curse. Well, now I will read the missing section of the episode. You'll miss out on some of our trademark banter, but other than that, you will be able to listen to the rest of the episode with no issues. Once again, I would like to apologize, but let's get started. As you can probably tell from the cold opening, we have a guest on the show, my friend Michael Marquez. It's at this part where I welcome him to the show. Michael is on the show because when I was talking to him about it, he said, if I were on a podcast, I would be funny. So here he is. And Let's hope he lives up to his claim. We do have some reviews to read tonight. The first one is a recommendation from Don that reads Just found it loving the stories making me want to take the three-hour trip down there. Keep up the good work guys Thank you, Don. Now if you do make the three-hour trip down here to Northwest Arkansas You will find that there is a ton to do so if you ever have some free time I would highly recommend it. The next one really isn't review, but a comment But I think that's as much as you can do on Podbean.com. This comment is on the Melonheads episode by user QVP. uh, And then a long string of numbers for the rest of the username. She writes, loving it. Just found y'all. Short, sweet, to the point. Like it. Thank you, QVP. Also, I discovered that on iTunes we have a one-star review. There wasn't a comment to go along with it, so I wasn't able to find out why this person left such a low review. Now everyone has their opinions. You don't have to like the show. That's fine. But to go through the effort of leaving such a low-score review without an explanation is kind of weird to me. So anonymous person, I doubt you're listening, but I'm actually going to take your bad review and use it to drive me to make the show better. Reviews are meant to help people see if they want to listen or not. So if you don't provide a reason, you're kind of just hurting the show. It's not really helping potential listeners or help us improve the show. And right about here is where... The recording is not corrupted anymore, and we're able to listen to the rest of the entirety. So, right now, we're in the middle of still talking about the one star review. So, let's get back to it.
2: Mind the one star? Yeah. But just say, like, well, I kind of mind the one hey, star. Hey, I listen to you guys. Kind of salty uh, I listen to you guys, and you guys totally suck. You know, that. Okay. So,
1: I do have a couple theories. Mm-hmm. One, on the very first episode, I talked about the Mothman, and this is before I, I wanted the listener to make their own conclusions based on the information I provided. So I made the conclusion that Mothman never existed. And, you know, some people who are really into that will get all riled up about it and Mm. will go on there, Mm. leave a one-star review. So that's one theory. The other one being... Episode 8, when we had my brother Brent on. <laughs> well, there <you> go, right <laughs> they there. just hated That's Brent so, so no, no. No, When So when he read the cold opening, he read it like uh, a robot who's never read a sentence before. <laughs> so they probably listened to like 10 seconds of that. Like, we're not listening yeah. to this. <laughs> and I was kind of worried about that, but I didn't want to make him reread it again. But all right. So, enough of me being salty.
0: It, uh, I could, I would say that it might be nice not having, like, a completely five-star review, because it makes it seem more legit. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I just, like, he just got all of his friends to leave five yeah. stars. This way, we have Because if you some...
0: see, like, a few, and they're just, like, all five, you're like, nah, this way. It's
2: I left like... a five-star review. But
1: hey, and that's just <laughs> yeah. that's just another review. We just have one more review on there. So, right. that kind of helps us. Not mm-hmm. really, but kind of. <laughs> right. Let's look, look it at it on the, the bright side. All <laughs> the bright side of life. All right. Um tonight's subject is the yokai. Here is a description from tonight's main source yokai.com. Yokai are strange and supernatural creatures from Japanese folklore. The word is a combination of the characters yo, which means attractive, bewitching, calamity, and kai, which means mystery or wonder. Many English words have been used as translations. Yokai is sometimes translated as monster, demon, spirit, or goblin but it can encompass all of that and more. The world of yokai also includes ghosts, gods, transformed humans and animals, spirit possession, urban legends, and other strange phenomena. There's that word again, phenomena. I can't <laughs> forever Arbane. bane. Um, it's a broad and vague term, and nothing exists in the English language that quite describes it. Like samurai, geisha, ninja, and sushi... Yokai is one of those words that just works better in its native tongue. Mm, sushi, I love sushi mm-hmm.
2: so much. Yokai.com is written, illustrated, and maintained by Matthew Meyer. It's an awesome and informative site, so definitely check it out. You might recognize Matthew Meyer from his appearance on the Astonishing Legend podcast. Pond, what kiss. the frick? on the astonishing legends podcast on their yokai horrors of japan episode but we will definitely be covering different yokai than what was featured on that episode so we're going to start with the most for the most famous yokai then work on our way up to the weirder ones
1: yes and if this gives you an idea of how many yokai there are yokai.com acts as a database for these beings and it lists about 342 of them and this website may not even be a complete list in fact i know it's not because i've found some yokai that weren't on the website but ridiculous amount it's kind of so, like pokemon i've seen yeah. some yokai that are not on yeah have you <laughs> yeah in so, anime <laughs> yeah in my animes uh so let's start off with the most with uh, arguably the most famous yokai pikachu pikachu the mouse pokemon it can generate electric attacks from the electric pouches located in both of its cheeks
2: uh no let's start off with the actual yokai the kappa Fair enough. Shall we? Okay. All right. I know we just said that we will get to the weirdest ones last, but the Kappa is not only the most famous yokai, but also one of the most bizarre. Here's a description from yokai.com. Kappa are aquatic reptilian humanoids who inhabit the rivers and streams found all over Japan. Clumsy on land, they are at home in the water, where they thrive during the warm months. Kappa are generally the size and shape of a human child, with scaly skin ranging in earthy hues from deep green to bright red, even blue. Their bodies are built for swimming, with webbed, thumbless hands and feet, and a turtle-like beak and shell. Their elastic, waterproof skin reeks of fish, and is said to be removable. Isn't anything that lives in the water, like, smell like fish?
1: Uh, Most likely. (laughs) I haven't done any tests to confirm, but I think that's a fair assumption.
2: Now, this next thing might surprise you guys.
1: Oh, yeah? Uh, yep, yeah, more than the waterproof skin that can be removed. Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: They possess three anuses, <laughs> allowing them to pass three times as much gas as a human.
1: Gary, I'm so proud so of you of for like being me. able to read anuses and I know. not bust out laughing <laughs> like in the Wendigo episode. Well, to be fair, I, I
2: actually pre-read this one. Oh, Gary, you're yeah, supposed to read it. I know, it. I know. I normally don't, but... but
1: uh,
0: Is that how that works, though? If you have...
1: Yeah, three. obviously, if you have three anuses, three you can pass I. so much more gas. <laughs> <laughs> three times. the number. It's scientifically proven. Yeah, but normally
2: when you have three exits, it usually comes from one. So like,
1: they like, must it, have it, like, like it, a whole right. three separate. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, we're not experts on <laughs> any physiology, let alone a cap physiology. <laughs> but we'll just have to take him for other <laughs> word for it. Is it anuses or ani? I think it's. That's a good question. Yeah,
2: because
0: it's like octopus is octopi.
2: Octi. I don't think that but applies
1: octopi. to every. Yeah, you're right. Ani. I, I, I prefer to say anus. Well, I would. Prefer... Hey guys, That makes it sound weird. Check. Take a look at my ani. eye. <laughs> <Anus-i.
2: laughs> All right. Capa forearms are, are attached to one another inside of their shells, and pulling on one arm will cause it to lengthen while the other one contracts. They are excellent swimmers, and despite their small size, they are physically stronger than a grown man. Well, I think if I had three anuses, I'd be stronger than any. Uh, a dish-like depression lies on top of their skulls. This dish is the source of, a, of the kappa's power and must be kept wet at all times. Should the water be spilled and the dish dry up, the kappa will be unable to move and may even die.
1: So, sure. so kind of like a dog's nose where it has to be wet all the time. But, you know, they don't die if it's dry. I don't think yeah. so.
2: I always wonder like, if it's dry. Like, I always think, like, Chloe is so old that her nose is...
1: or lack thereof. Yeah. Because she's, yeah, she's a pug. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's all crusty on top.
1: Ew. Yeah.
0: So, this yeah. is different from, like, lizard folk who, like, are supposed to yeah, live this... among us. Yeah,
1: it's not the lizard Illuminati. They're, oh, like... Okay. They, they can, like, disguise themselves as humans. These are just, like, small, impish-like creatures. These are just,
0: like, yeah. lizard dudes that just kind of hang out. Yeah, the and water. they got, like,
1: turtle shells and they got, like, web feet. Yeah, they just kind of, like, hang out, you know, mm-hmm. amongst other things, which we'll get to.
0: And they, they don't happen to have, like, a, a rat sensei <laughs> or anything.
1: It's like you guys uh, are in my head. I was just thinking, it. Like, I'm going to well, bust out Well, Gary, the... you're always thinking of Ninja Turtles. So. I know. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, because the description does kind of sound like possibly they're just ninja turtles.
1: Are, is that just because they're in Japan? They're more like battle
0: toads. But they've got scales, and they kind of resemble humans. But and they have the strength up like turtle-like things.
1: They have more strength. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, battle toads. It's the unknown fifth ninja turtle. Mm. Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> Picapa. Picapa. Picapo.
2: The Kappa has a somewhat friendly nature, befriending humans and other monsters alike. Its favorite food is human anuses.
1: Of course. Of course. And cucumbers. But You ben, can't, dude. It's, you got to have both. You can't have human anuses without cucumbers. Cucumber. And then you can't have cucumbers without human anuses. It's just one of those things. It's like peanut butter and jelly. So anuses. Both at the same time. <laughs> yeah, was to say... Anuses? We're less, I don't like where we're going. <laughs> yeah, I, uh,
2: I was thinking they like maybe put them in the fridge with, in cucumber juice, okay. soak for a little while, so
1: like almost pickling them. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. not where I thought we were going with this. But I'm pleasantly
2: <laughs> surprised to be sure, but welcome. One. I think you
0: knew where I was going. Go. <laughs> I knew where you were going
1: with it.
2: Uh, they are very intelligent, as they can learn human speech and are knowledgeable about medicine and the art of setting bones. Uh, the art of setting bones. Does that like when you break a bone and you. Yeah,
1: wh- and you have to like put it back in place. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, okay.
2: And it is said that the first human doctors were taught by the Kappa, but they aren't all good. They like to peek up women's skirts and pass gas in public. Same. This is same kind of
1: like me. Hey,
2: who would have thought? Uh, except the passing gas in public part.
1: Yeah, right. which they can do. Yeah. yeah <laughs> because of the three angels. thrice as well. <laughs> yeah, thrice as well. This latter
2: act is extremely loud and lengthy due to their three ani.
1: Yeah, I was about to say that. So I would think ani. it'd be
0: shorter since it's coming out like, different exhausts. But you know, the, uh,
1: if they have the three anuses, they have like three. So it's like three people. Three so colons does it passing build gas, up gas at once. Three times. As yeah. Much?
2: Hmm.
1: Obviously. <laughs> Do you not know anything about capa physiology and the yeah. three ani? <laughs> Duh.
2: Uh, they will also drown and eat humans if they get a chance.
1: Yeah, so we kind of go from like mischievous to oh, oh, we're gonna kill you now. Yeah, <laughs> I was say So well, basically,
0: they're, they're they're like cats. Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. If Except if you turn they turn your have... back on them, they'll try to kill you. But since they're cats, and it's they like,
1: you um, know, they also have three anuses like cats. Yes. Yeah. Fun fact: In Japanese folklore, humans have something inside them called a shirikodama, which is supposedly the human soul in a hardened physical ball. Where is this magical ball, you may ask? Why? In your butt, of course. And the Kappa wants it. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried God. about reading that while you were drinking.
2: Ah, was not expecting that.
1: So yeah, you have a magic ball in your butt, and the Kappa wants it. Uh, Folklore-slash-manga artist <laughs> Miziku Shigeru wrote... Ever since I was a child, I had heard that I had to be careful in the water because the kappa would try and take my shirikodama. <laughs> it was said that in the water, a kappa would come from below, extend an arm upwards, and stick a hand up your anus to extract, <laughs> to extract the ball. <laughs> um, oh my. So the reason why they want this shirikodama, I don't think I wrote it down, but it's because it's, it's the human soul and it's supposedly delicious. Along with the anus and cucumbers, I guess. <laughs> so it's like a big salad. So
0: you just cut off the anus, and then you get yeah. the ball.
1: You get the ball after, you...
0: and then you slice it up with some cucumbers. Yeah, but
1: but the main prize is the Shirokodama, so they might just like try to get that first. Yeah. Gotta, I think it'd be better in a soup. Stick it on up, in, like like kind of like a Matsu ball soup, but mm. where the ball is the, yeah. <laughs> is the human soul. Right. <laughs> um, another fun fact: the Pokemon Golduck is based on the kappa. But now, after learning about the Shiro Kodama, I'll never look at the gem on Goldex head the same way ever again. <laughs> Cause it's a butt gem. It's a it's butt, a butt gem. gem.
0: Yeah, it's a it's definitely an interesting one. It kind of sounds. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying it's not real. Person with that gave us one star, but uh, it kind of sounds like a small child made this one up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Garrett, if you would like to read the next part, it kind of includes a little a mm. little tiny theory ahead, but.
2: So, be careful if you go swimming in Japan. Maybe wear something to protect your butt.
1: Obviously.
2: The original concept of the kappa may have been a cautionary tale created to tell children so they would be careful when playing near the water. In fact, even today there are warning signs around certain bodies of water that say to beware of the kappa.
1: Yeah, so like I've seen these signs you can look at them it just says like beware kappa. That's why there's kappa nets in the and water bo-
2: and swimming trunks. What? It just hit me. That's why the there's net. nets and swimming trunks. What? You know, kind
1: of irritate you like your elaborate?
2: stuff. The nets, you yeah. know. The,
1: oh, like the, the, the little mesh, swimming the area. Little mesh inside yeah. your. Yeah, so the kappa can't your... stick an arm if it's up. rip your butt. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's true because he would have like free access otherwise.
1: Yeah, that's why you gotta wear something like 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 trunks. But you gotta wear like tight trunks because if it's loose, you can get up a pant leg. That's true. Yeah, you gotta be. We're putting too much it. thought into this. <laughs> you can just go. Or not know, enough.
2: You
0: Can just go speedo. <laughs>
1: Well, no, that that might be just because he's got to just uh, got to pull it back yeah. and then go, <laughs> pull it to the side.
0: So you got you got to have something. Kitsune is the Japanese word for fox, but can also be translated to mean fox spirit, where the word spirit means enlightened or supernatural. Here is a description of from Wikipedia dot com. Foxes are a common subject of Japanese folklore. In English, Kitsune refers to them at, in this context. Stories depict them as intellectual beings and as possessing paranormal abilities that increase with their age and wisdom. According to Yokai folklore, all foxes have the ability to shape-shift into human form, while some folk tales speak of Kitsune employing this ability to trick others as foxes in folklore often do. Other stories portrayed them as faithful guardians, friends, lovers, and wives. Gross.
1: <laughs> Freaking furries. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Not even joking.
0: <laughs> I think that's where furries came from in the first place. Yeah,
1: you think it originated from the... Japan. Japan. Yeah. Well,
2: actually... I think everything originated from Japan. Yeah, anything Honestly. weird. Especially
0: if it's sexual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kitsune have a dual nature in Japanese folklore, and while some are viewed as protective spirits who often offer wisdom and service, most are seen as mischievous tricksters. These tricksters will punish bad people by creating illusions, stealing from them or humiliating them. Some of the illusions that they create are mysterious lights in the sky and illusory fires known as kitsune-be. Yeah. It's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> or fox fire. Just reminds me of a character in League of Legends, Ari. She literally throws balls out and then she has the fox fire like Is she is she like a fox person? She's literally a fox person. Well, there you go. So that's definitely where that came from. Yeah, for sure. A kutsuni can grow up to nine tails and the only way to kill a kutsuni is to cut off all of its tails, which are its main source of power. I wonder if that's where they get like the Sonic, Sonic and Tails, like the Tails. Yeah, like?
1: Tails, and then or
0: like cats having nine lives.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I never
0: thought about that. Yeah, even though these are fox people, but they're yeah, but it's still yeah. the
1: nine can't be too much of a coincidence. Uh, when it gains its ninth
0: tail, its fur becomes white or gold. They can also possess humans, as described on yokai.com. Some kitsune are able to possess human beings and cause them to behave in strange ways. Compared with other types of animal spirit possessions, Kitsune-suki is a relatively common form of possession in humans. A person possessed by a fox spirit often develops physical features that appear fox-like, such as sharper teeth or a streamlined pointy face. For some of Japanese history until modern medicine was introduced, mental illnesses and insanity were usually blamed on kitsune Foxes are viewed in many cultures as supernatural figures of intelligence and trickery, so it comes as no surprise that they hold a similar place in Japanese folklore. Yeah, so. this sounds like a really popular
1: one. Oh yeah, for sure. These these the ones we're reading right now are like the staple yokai, mm-hmm. the one the most important ones that I can find in their culture. Um, fun fact, the Pokémon Ninetales is based off the Kitsune. Even down to the goldish white color and the fire typing, because you got the foxfire, mm-hmm. you got the nine tails. I would've
0: never guessed Got the that. color, yeah, I know. It's so crazy. It's
1: so subtle. I meant to say this earlier, but uh, we have no idea how to pronounce any of these words, and we're just doing our best. So don't send us like a ton of emails, like, oh, you mispronounced this. It's, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. But <laughs> just let everyone know, we're doing our best. <laughs> All right, and with that, uh, the next. But before up- we move on
0: the kitsune do you think um oh what's his name now i can't think of the name great um inuyasha have you ever see that
1: yeah yeah Where yeah the little fox demon i can't think of his name either but yeah he's definitely based on that because well, i think
0: inuyasha is the name of it
1: well inuyasha is the dog person but they have a oh, there's little a dog there's there's literally a fox oh, okay. in the party you know the little short one yes. you know yes Yeah. Okay. Who creates the illusions and the fox fires and transforms. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's literally just, they didn't even change anything (laughs) about that. All right, so the next up is the Gashadokuro, which is described on yokai.com. Gashadokuro are skeletal giants which wander around the countryside in the darkest hours of night. Their teeth chatter and bones rattle with a gachi gachi sound. Gotcha. Uh, which is the, the Yokai's namesake. If they should happen upon a human out late on the roads, the Gashidokuro would silently creep up and catch their victims, crushing them in their hands or biting off their head. Soldiers whose bodies rot in fields and the victims of famine who die unknown in the wilderness rarely receive proper funerary rites. Unable to pass on, their souls are reborn as hungry ghosts longing eternally for that which they once had. These people die with anger and pain in their hearts, and that energy remains long after the flesh has rotted from their bones. As their bodies decay, their anger ferments into a powerful force, a grudge against the living, and this grudge is what twists them into a supernatural force. When the bones of hundreds of victims gather together into one mass, they can form the humongous skeletal monster known as the Gashidokuro. Earliest record of the Gashidokuro goes, over, goes back over 1,000 years to a bloody rebellion against the central government by a samurai named, oh boy, Taira no Masakado. Masakado? Masakado? Yeah. Okay. Samurai with the Japanese name. And his daughter, Takayasha Hime, who was a famous sorceress. When Masako was killed for his revolt, his daughter continued his cause. Using her black magic, she summoned a great skeleton to attack the city of Kyoto. Her monster is depicted in a famous print by Yutagawa oh Kiniyoshi. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, so basically, just a big old skeleton. Hmm.
0: So they said that the sorceress uh, made this one, but in the previous one, it sounded like they kind of formed on their own.
1: Yeah, well, the thing about folklore in general is you're going to have a lot of different versions of the same thing. Yeah. Like, the last episode we did was the Melonheads, and you can ask Gary, there's like a million and a half different origins for them. But that was the earliest record, so maybe uh, people took it from that, the original concept of it, and then, based on the region, developed their own kind of origin for the folklore.
0: Yeah. Or maybe it already existed. She said she summoned it, so it could have been like... Yeah. Somewhere else?
1: And she's just like, hey. Yeah, maybe like all the materials were there and she just had to get it all together. (laughs) Interesting. Weird. Uh, The Goshidokuro don't need to eat, uh, but like to eat humans anyway. Because they're dicks, I guess. And if you get the chance, definitely look up an image search of this yokai. It's simple yet extremely terrifying. There isn't a Pokemon based on this one. Disappointing, I know. But it does uh, share a lot of similarities with the Titans from the anime slash manga, Attack on Titan. Mm. <laughs> both are giant humanoids, nearly unstoppable, and both eat humans despite not needing to for sustenance.
0: Yeah, that would explain why they just attacked them for no reason. Yeah,
1: yeah. I yes. never
0: watched the other seasons. I don't know if they do have a motive, but the first
1: season they didn't have. Right. Yeah. Not. Not a known one. Anyway. Yeah. This all this stuff is just. Yeah. We don't worry about us. Yeah, we're just being over here. It's fine.
2: I haven't watched. I'll, I've watched maybe a few episodes of One Punch Man.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's bad. I haven't it. seen the second <laughs> season
0: yet, but I heard it was disappointing.
1: Really? Yeah. I, I think it just came out. I think only. I don't know if all of it came out or just a few episodes, but yeah. I haven't started. And
2: yet. I don't know if you want to consider like Sailor Moon
1: anime yeah sure it's anime. yeah it is, is it it definitely technically is. anime yeah.
2: okay the kids watch that so i mean i've oh, seen yeah. a little kids. bit of that but it's
1: yeah my kids watch yeah. it <laughs> my kids watch that
0: my kids also watch my little poem. <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i have to sit there and watch it with them yeah. sometimes they leave the room though and i just i just keep watching hey that's just a parent thing no seriously <laughs> I w- the kid shows are hypnotizing because i had to watch my little sister and there would be like uh, rescue pets or something like that on right. she'll leave the room Bubble i'll be guppies. sitting there watching it for like 30 minutes but like right. wait i can change what am the i doing <laughs>
2: you know the worst is the wiggles though oh uh i can't it's like can't why am i watching this <laughs>
1: why am i watching grown <laughs> <man>? <laughs> see, i yeah.
0: could see like like the, the kid leaves the room and darren's watching like dora the explorer and she's like can you say map i'm like "Map, <laughs> map." <Yeah. laughs>
1: On the map, on the map. Okay, I'm not gonna see
2: that. An- another staple yokai are the Oni. Yes. Are they Oni? The okay. Oni. Okay, the Oni. The Oni are monstrous beings that are most similar to a troll or an ogre. Like Shrek. Yeah. They are hulking figures that are either red, blue, or green in color with one or more horns growing out of their heads. Not like Shrek. Yeah. They're usually depicted as having large, sharp teeth and claws, wild hair, and primitive clothing, and often wielding a giant club.
1: Not like a sandwich, but like a blunt instrument. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. You yeah. look kind of confused, so I think. Oh, that's good. It's <laughs> not a BLT. Like
2: That sounds delicious.
1: <laughs> we're just all hungry right now. <laughs> I would really
2: love to run into them right now. <laughs> The term Oni comes from the character meaning to hide or conceal and originally referred to a spirit of the dead, but later was attributed to the ogre-like monsters due to their tendency to hide behind objects.
1: So when I imagine that, you know, because they're big hulking figures, I'm just imagining they're, like, they're super bad at hiding. Yeah, there's yeah. like so really like like small tree. hiding behind like a, a small shrub and like most <laughs> of them's already sticking out.
2: The concept of the Oni was associated Dude, with... Now you're pronouncing it wrong. Oni? Sorry. Yeah, you're right. God. <laughs> The concept of the Oni was associated with creatures from Hinduism and Buddhism, and the Oni eventually took on the role of enforcers for Hell's magistrate, King Yama.
1: Like in Dragon Ball Z, the,
0: isn't that
1: Yami? Or yeah, something? I mean, I think they just changed the name, but uh, yeah, okay. But it's still no.
0: They did have a like big ogre thing, didn't they? Yeah, they
1: had, and in actual when Goku went to Hell, they had two ogres, one red, one blue. Yeah, and those yeah. were Oni yeah there's
0: a uh, there's a lot of anime that have oni in them yeah because they're like big yeah diggers, like, is...
1: yeah and they're well keep reading so something. is it king so, yami or yama it's yama okay. but in this dragon ball series is king yami ah gotcha they just slightly changed they literally changed one letter but it's the let's, same let's hope your fan base likes anime on this you know, let's hope so <laughs> right. they're like
0: I'm turning this off i can't relate to anything they've talked about this entire day. <laughs>
2: if i can sit here through this so can they
1: Let's hope so.
0: <laughs> it's hard not to talk about anime. I know, because all about... of
1: this stuff is so heavily influenced anime. It well, kinda... and it's
2: cool, because if, if if anime is something you're really into, and then you're finding out this stuff, it's kind of like, oh, cool. It's
1: basically where you... anime came from. Right. It's like folklore. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, wow. Okay. A, lot, a lot of, uh, well, just a lot of pop culture in general comes from folklore, but especially... Especially like creative, creative fictional stuff like anime. They right. draw a lot from the local folklore, and Japan is just obviously so rich in that. And like it's, the, it'd be weird not to pull from it.
0: The details that they have in like each creature is so crazy. Oh too. yeah,
1: like when we were reading about the kappa earlier, we were, it was just like it was any other animal. Like discuss the physiology, like yeah, their skin and their exactly anus, exactly
0: what they look like. Yeah,
1: exactly what they look like, down to the last t. The it's Last just, scale, yeah, the last scale, if you will.
2: <laughs> Back to the anuses. I'm just kind of wondering, like, how
1: that... <laughs> I knew we were going to be stuck. No, on right? anuses, well, I'm just wondering because like, are...
2: normally anuses are very uh, hidden by body. You know, um, like we have butt cheeks. Well, so you can, you would assume other like other I can animals, look at you and assume that you have
1: other an animals an anus. don't necessarily have butt cheeks, and I guess if you have gonna, tails. Well, I guess if you're gonna have three anuses, you need a lot of room. For for those anuses, so I guess they would be easier to see, and I guess they like to show them off when they fart in public, you know. All
0: right. But well, they have to have some kind of cheeks, though, to create. I mean, yeah, to create the sound. Sounds. Yeah,
1: it's true. Well, I mean,
0: well, does it the cheeks that make the sound? Really, is it... <laughs> is it
1: any less crazy to not have cheeks and still well, be able to fart? didn't say what kind of, of gas it,
2: it, it could just be. <sighs>
1: Well, it said it was loud. Oh, it, yeah. It was l- you can, lengthy you can and also loud. Blow ah, that's loud. true. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> please I was don't like, like, let me microphone. just blow right into the mic to show you. <laughs> that's what we have the pop filters for. Yeah. All right, back yeah. to the Oni. Okay,
2: sorry. All right. King Yama would sentence a sinner in the afterlife, and the Oni would carry out the assigned punishment. Oni are very popular icons in Japanese folklore and often appear as stock villains in art, literature, and theater. And anime, apparently. And anime, oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Anime is art, so we don't have to go back. <laughs> that's true. That. Yeah,
2: they have lost their original wickedness in modern times and are sometimes seen as a way to ward off bad luck.
1: So that's kind of like yeah. a lot of different creatures in folklore. They kind of have a, the dual nature, where sometimes they're seen as evil, the sometimes they're seen and the as good. Yang. Yeah. I think that's more of a Chinese content, but yeah, I like yeah, it, sure. <laughs> but yeah. uh, a lot of Japanese folklore pulls from their Chinese roots and I'm doing a mini mini so on this because there's just too many yokai to do for, I could have done a part two, but I feel like that'd be kind of redundant. So I'm just going to wrap it up with a mini so. but, but uh, yeah, a lot of, obviously, obviously a lot of Japanese culture stems from their Chinese roots, but. Um, the last staple Yokai before I move on to the truly bizarre is the Tengu. We'll keep this one short, but Tengu roughly translates to heavenly dog as it's take, as it takes the name from the mythical Chinese dog. See, uh, (laughs) I'm going to say Tian Gao, probably not how you pronounce it, but it's my best bet. Uh, but they actually resemble birds of prey. The Tengu takes on the form as a man bird hybrid with a red face. They originally had beaks, but this was later anthropomorphized into a long nose. Um, So, this is in my notes, but another thing I want to mention that they kind of uh, resemble, because we talked about the oni having influences coming from both Buddhism and Hinduism. Uh, In Hinduism, there is uh, a mythical being called Garuda. He's basically a man-bird hybrid, so basically the same thing as a tengu. Um, In the earliest lore... The Tengu were enemies of Buddhism and were seen as demons and harbingers of war. They would often disguise themselves as priests or monks and would kill Buddhist followers. Over time, however, their image softened and are now sometimes regarded as the protective spirits of the mountains. So if you look up, if you do a Google image search of Tengu, they're all almost all of them are wearing clothing of some sort uh, and they're always like priest clothing and that stems from they disguise themselves as a priest and monk just to trick people.
0: Do you think maybe like, the only reason that we kind of make them turn, like, turn them, or the Japanese people do, turn them into, like, nicer beings is because, like, they stopped, like, doing all the terrorizing in the first place, right? Yeah. Like, like somebody who did something bad, like, a long time ago, you kind of just forget about it. Well, not always. Well, like, I don't think it's like just... Hitler or something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think it's just the Japanese in general. I think we all do this because... right. Even as like far, even something as big for or the Yeti, um, even over in the Alps, they'd be like, oh, don't get near the Yeti. It'll, it'll mess you up. But then at the same time, they'll keep uh, alleged Yeti parts there as a protective kind of ward kind of thing. So there's a, there, in a lot of cultures.
0: And they'll make like cute little cartoons of yeah, Yetis. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, tragedy plus time equals comedy is the saying, but in this case. Cuteness. It, cuteness, yeah. And yeah. protection. Yeah, exactly. It's more of a, it's the redemption arc <laughs> for the monster. Um, red Tengu mask with the iconic long nose are a popular choice in many village festivals. So the, the, these aren't really too bizarre. The Oni and the Tengu aren't too bizarre as far as yokai go, but they're definitely some of the most well-known, so I figured I should include them.
0: You'd probably recognize the mask, too. Oh, yeah, you would
1: definitely recognize the mask. Like, even in Soul Calibur or, like, in other games where you can customize a character, a lot of them have that red Tengu mask mm-hmm. where it's the red face with the long nose. Yeah. So
0: Almost kind of like a apothecary. Oh, okay. Sort of, yeah,
1: but... all, all of these staple yokai that we talked about so far. I believe far, that mask is in
2: For Honor, too.
1: Have you ever played For, yes, For Honor? Yes, it probably. definitely is. Yeah. yeah, it is. That's what. Right. Well, now you know where it came from. Right. Okay. Tengu mask. You. So, yeah, like nice. it's just another example of how the folklore has influenced pop culture. Alright, let's on to our next one.
0: The next one is Kasa Obake. Starting off our list of the bizarre is the Kasa Obake. This is an example of Tsuku.
1: I think it's a Tsukum- sukumogami. Tsukumogami.
0: A term used today to describe any object that has become a hundred years old and thus become alive and self aware. Kasa Obake are umbrellas who have become sentient. (laughs) They're generally depicted as uh, being folded up and having one eye and a single leg that it jumps around on. So the single leg is where the handle would be. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Although there are depictions of this creature having multiple limbs and even a mouth with a long tongue, this yokai is not to be confused with the yurigasa. Yeah, I think it's the yurigasa which is a ghost umbrella that is known <laughs> to blow people away up into the sky on windy days. <laughs> that would umbrellas. be really confusing. <laughs> yeah. Like, hmm, is this the Casa uh, Obake or the... Uh...
1: Yurigasa, or yeah. is just this a regular umbrella? <laughs> you, you can never know just just be careful it's like a 50 50 chance at <laughs> yeah, this point it's like a mimic in like dark souls or D D.
0: the longer time goes the more likely it's a Caso of yeah it's true
1: it's like wait how old is this umbrella again
0: yeah. uh, i probably gotta throw it out um let's see where was i folklore 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 also exists of a mysterious umbrella that will wait randomly appear on rainy nights and those who see it become terrified and unable <laughs> to move their feet.
1: So if you're keeping count, that's now three different umbrella creatures. <laughs> we have the Casa we have the Yurigasa, and we have this unnamed mysterious umbrella that scares you, that scares okay. you and you become paralyzed in fear. <laughs> if I saw one of those on a rainy night, I'd be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> well... You would have no choice but to be be overcome with dread and not be able to move your feet. <laughs> you wouldn't. You would feel relieved at first because you're like, finally, an umbrella. Because for some reason, I'm out at night and I don't have
0: one. <laughs> no, I could. I was just thinking of people who are like it's like raining outside and you're like sleeping at night and you like open your eyes and there's just like kind of an umbrella outside. The
1: door. <laughs> like you look out the window and it's like an umbrella in the field. Yeah, I can't think of anything like, less terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I honestly am surprised I haven't made a horror movie about this right. yet. It's but just then, too good.
2: But then you realize you're
1: frozen. <laughs> and you're like, Oh no. Well, that's more like sleep paralysis. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's which like, we've talked about like was, so much on this show.
0: Similar example of objects coming to life is the
1: Bakezori. Or ghost sandals. Yeah, don't worry. If you thought a umbrella was weird, we got ghost sandals now.
0: Oh, man, everything's going to be a ghost. I'm, we're not going to be able to, like, go to Japan. Well,
1: to be to pull it back to pop culture, you know, a lot of Pokemon are based on inanimate objects. And it That's probably true. stems from the, crap, what's it called? The Tsukumogami, where they become sentient. Yeah. Or gain a spirit after being alive for so many years. But anyway.
0: Huh. That was interesting, actually. Um, Rather than existing for 100 years in order to come to life, the Bazizori Sorry, I misspelled it. Bakazori. I was like, is this a different one? (laughs) Probably. ...are straw sandals that have been mistreated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't mistreat your sandals,
0: guys. ...and are forgotten by their owners and have become yokai as a result. The sandals grow arms and legs and a single eye... They run around the house, seeing and causing mischief. In Japanese culture, there's a strict etiquette on where you can and cannot wear footwear inside households and other buildings. So the zori might have originated from this role. I was actually just thinking. Yeah, that. because this
1: is kind of my theory. I didn't really find anything that kind of collaborated. But there's a lot of strict etiquette about footwear in Japan, especially on where you're supposed to wear shoes and where you're not supposed to wear shoes. Like even inside a house, there's like a certain mat where you cannot wear any sort of shoes on. And so I feel like so you're, you're taking you're putting your shoes on and off a lot in Japan from what I could tell. So it, I would imagine it would be pretty easy to forget about your shoes. And then I guess the shoes feel mad about that. So they become Bucky yeah, and I
0: can see uh, this like originating from like parents who are trying to get their kids. To yeah, exactly. It's another win to. Yeah. Don't forget to, to, to put away
1: your shoes. Don't forget about your shoes. Or they're going to become them. and they're going to run around the house and it's going to be your fault. <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: trying to think of the movie trailer for this. In a world. Yeah. On a rainy night, you want to go outside, <laughs> but you can't find your sandals. But Wait. Where is your umbrella? <laughs> oh, it's in the middle of the street. You're paralyzed.
1: And as you're paralyzed, you can hear a flip-flop of sandals <laughs> behind you. And you can hear singing, it is. Oh, God. The Bucky Zord. <laughs> Cue dramatic music here. Yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me of, there's Rubber, which is about that tire that comes to life and starts killing people. No, that's a real movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so maybe
0: not be confused with Flubber.
1: Yeah, not be confused with Flubber, who is a slime that comes alive and starts killing people. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
0: yeah.
1: All right, so
0: so those are cute little creatures. Yeah, little, little... The, the only one that's like really scary is the one that paralyzes you in fear. Oh no,
1: I think I think if I saw an umbrella with one eye and a long tongue, I think oh, I, I would be like, oh, that's so adorable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's like how they come up with like. Um... You know, in games, if you come go up to a chest, it's yeah, like it's a, a mimic. Yeah, a mimic. I said that earlier. Oh, did you?
1: Yeah, like in D and D or in it's a mimic. Yeah. We go up to a chest and it's actually just a creature. It grows like little arms and legs. It has a big yeah. toothy mouth and long tongue.
0: Yeah, I-, I wonder if they just do that with like every object or if that and maybe this is just where it originated. Well, from. I, th- I
1: think there there is more some details on some on the Sukumo ga- Gami's that I didn't include for time's sake, but yeah, hmm. yeah. There's there's definitely some more rules involved other than that, but you can't mistreat
0: your chest, or, becomes... or your sandals, <laughs> or
1: your umbrella. <laughs> but,
2: but speaking of feet,
1: all right. Good luck with this pronunciation. Yeah, I here. know that's
2: <laughs> next. We have the Ashiari Yashiki.
1: Yeah, I think it's the Ashiara. Yeah, Ashiarai Ashiarai,
2: yashiki. yashiki. Yeah, which is a yokai that was only encountered once in the Edo period in a region that is now the. Sumida ward of Tokyo or Sumida I think it's Sumida Sumida Yeah that makes it you make it yeah okay
1: Not that it matters but <laughs> yeah, matter.
2: This encounter happened to a high-ranking samurai named Aji no Kaya, kaya no suke one night at Aji's mansion mansion and, <laughs> a mansion <laughs> I uh, said yeah.
1: no accent <laughs> that, <wasn't... laughs>
2: that was unintentional <laughs> A ear-splitting, an ear-splitting booming sound was heard. The sound was a thunderous voice that said, "Wash my
1: foot." It was his wife. (laughs) (laughs) wife.
2: (laughs) The ceiling was then broken open, and a giant, hairy, filthy foot descended into the mansion. The servants of the household were terrified and scrambled to meet the yokai's demand. They scrubbed the foot clean, and it disappeared as it ascended back into the hole in the ceiling. I need to try this.
1: <laughs> Lost my <laughs>
2: foot. Crash. Put it through the floor and see if <laughs> somebody starts scrubbing it. Like, oh, yeah. Little mouse. Oh, that's nice. And do you live in an apartment? Or? No, but no. I'm thinking I should go to like, people So you did do. live in an apartment, though. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I'd probably just start hitting my foot with a the broomstick. Yeah. Brooms, <laughs> This happened the next night, and once again, the servants cleaned the anomalous anomalous, a- appendage. anomalous appendage, and yeah, once again, it left.
1: I did that. That was my right. Nice. <laughs> it has got alliteration. Two big words. i very proud of it. Uh,
2: this happened again on the third night, and Aji had enough and instructed his servants not to wash the foot. <gasps> oh, It's going to be big Man, trouble. Yeah, he's picking a fight mm. now. In retaliation... The giant foot thrashed about and destroyed a good portion of the roof of the mansion.
1: I knew it. Mm.
2: Aji's friend was very interested in this strange phenomenon and offered Aji to trade mansions. Uh, Aji's friend has a foot fetish. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty interested uh, because uh, I'm into yokai, not yeah. <laughs> feet. Yokai. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm definitely into, uh, what was the the fox one?
1: <laughs> definitely not into Kitsune's, Kitsune. Uh, or Kitsune Suki. <laughs>
0: Def- definitely into that, not cat girls. <laughs> uh,
2: an offer that Aji was all too happy to comply with. Yeah, but that sounds the like a sweet deal. I was
1: <laughs> like, I want to trade mansions. <laughs> Yours has a giant hairy foot that comes through the ceiling uh, sometimes.
2: I wonder if insurance covers that.
1: Yeah, probably not in those days. Mm.
2: But the foot was never seen again.
1: Poor guy, he traded mansions wow. for nothing. He got. A, it sounds like a, the greatest scam of
0: all time. Yeah, no, he's like, man,
1: dude, I got this oh. huge hole in my ceiling. Oh, yeah, what caused it? It was this giant foot yokai. He's like, giant foot yokai. He's like, yeah, totally. It's totally that. Wait, what and do then, you like? Feet? Yeah, how about, we, how about we trade mansions? And you, you can go experience that. And it's definitely not because I have a giant hole in the roof of mine, and I don't want to pay the money to repair it. This is
0: the worst trade deal in this. <laughs> <laughs> I need my Donald Trump Maybe soundboard. Ever.
2: It was huge.
1: Huge, huge foot. foot. Huge foot. Huge. Crash through the wall. <laughs> we will rebuild it
2: and make the yokai pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Yokai.com provides the following theory there's no some listeners
1: yeah <laughs> that's no, uh, yeah no
0: no it kind of sounds like we're like sponsored by Okay. Yeah. Co- <laughs> <That was laughs> CO-
1: well i don't i want to give the guy lots of credit yeah because like i said he's the main source for this well
0: now that we've made the donald trump jokes maybe he does want credit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we're not bashing politics no, no we're not going to get political, political yeah, yeah we're not going to no, hit no no we just like to meme just funny
1: yeah we're just we just do it for the memes
2: there's no definite conclusion as to what caused this strange occurrence. It's often blamed on a mischievous tanuki. a mischievous tanuki, for they have magical powers and they love playing tricks on people. On the <laughs> other hand, washing your feet is also a Japanese idiom for rehabiliti- rehabilitating a criminal.
0: Wow. It yeah. all comes full
1: circle. I know, Every right? time. So deep.
2: It's kind of like dirty laundry.
1: Well, it, a lot of... Uh, Japan, you especially see this in Pokemon names. They love puns. They love puns so much. Even, because they have two different ways you can use puns. Either the sound itself, like... Uh, Dig Dug. Like, for example, Pikachu. Pika is an animal. An Illy Pika is like a little mouse animal. Mm-hmm. But also Pika is the onomatopoeia for an electric sound in Japan. So, like, our version of that would be like... there's would be a Pika... So it's a huge pun, and they love that. So there's the way it sounds, and then there's the way you can write it. There's different ways you can write uh, Japanese words in their kanji to make it a pun. So this doesn't surprise me, uh-huh. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say.
2: A culprit whose feet have been washed can okay. be said to have paid his debt to society.
1: Sounds oh, like a sweet deal.
2: He washed his dirty laundry. That's another one, kind of like yeah. that, right? Yeah.
1: Money laundry. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs>
0: well, I know that that's like... A- It's, like, a really respectful thing to do is, like, watch other people's feet. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a humble... Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, just like Jesus.
2: One interpretation of the story might be that Aji no no suke was doing something illegal, (laughs) and this yokai appeared to punish him.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh. See, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking he was doing something illegal. And then...
1: And then he, that was kind of... And that he
0: traded houses with somebody that doesn't have... Well, a on his
1: <laughs> roof. either the yokai appeared to punish him because he's a dirty foot, and so he had to wash it to absolve for his sins. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, a uh, little side note. Uh, he mentioned a Tanuki earlier. A Tanuki is a raccoon dog uh, in Japanese, and in Japanese folklore. It's pretty much the same thing as the fox in the case of possessing magical transforming abilities. And also, another Pokemon based on raccoon dogs is... Uh, Zigzagoon, Bidoof. and no, Bidoof is more is the beaver. Oh, Zigzagoon is the raccoon dog. I'm sure there's others. But all right. And speaking of filthy, I have a couple of yokai that like to hang out in filthy places. The first of which is the Kanbari Niudo. This mysterious being's origin and what he actually does is kind of convoluted, convoluted, but everyone agrees that he is a perverted ghost that likes to look in on women using the bathroom.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: The Nyodo is similar in appearance to a Kanbari priest, but is covered in rough hairs and only comes out once a year on New Year's Eve. He blows a cuckoo bird out of his mouth and is associated with bringing bad luck. Isn't that cuckoo? Right, it is a cuckoo. One, like one cuckoo flew over the a cuckoo, cuckoo birds. Yeah, a
2: cuckoo bird. It says cuckoo.
1: <laughs> 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 cuckoo bird, cuckoo bird. Coco bird. It it depends on whether or not the person reading the passage can pronounce it right. Yeah, I
0: guess so. We're going to
1: say cuckoo. This is due to the Chinese legend that it's considered bad luck to hear a cuckoo's call while you are on the toilet. (laughs) Of course.
2: I always heard one at Grandma's house. (laughs) She had one of them cuckoo clocks.
1: (laughs) Were you on the toilet?
2: If you're on the toilet, yeah, if you're on the toilet. Well, Gary, if you're ever at Grandma's
1: house and you're on the toilet and you hear it, luckily there is a way to counter this bad luck. You have to bark like a dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gary, what are you doing in there? Get rid of bad luck, Craig. Jeez, I'm, I'm washing away the bad luck. <laughs> um, Yokei.com. Shameless plug. Well, not a shameless plug because it's not us. but uh, Sponsor us at <laughs> Sponsor us. I know you have a Patreon page. Also, his Patreon page is on there if you guys want to get on there and help him out because it's a really great website. Um, yokai.com adds the following, according to some local legends, if you enter an outhouse on new year's Eve at the hour of the ox between one and three AM and your, sorry, and peer down into the hole and chant, Gambara and Yodo three times, a human head will appear in the hole. So, So if you then take that head and insert it into your left kimono sleeve and take it back out, it will turn into a Koban. A koban, an oval-shaped gold coin. In other regions, the human head must be wrapped inside of a silk cloth and taken into one's into back into one's room. When the cloth is unwrapped, it will be filled with gold.
0: These just sound like really terrible lies. They like <laughs> in split second, like, oh, right. I just murdered this guy. Yeah. I was trying to hide it in my kimono. Yeah, I and just
1: decapitated this guy. Like, no, no, it's the Niohdo. It's the Game Bar Niohdo. It's the what? Oh, you know, if you chant his name into the into the toilet hole three times, his head will appear, and then you take it back your house. I, I
2: just imagine somebody reaching down there to the head. Well, and see. The, this the head's like, all right, today's your lucky day, <laughs> and
1: he's Quagmire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this kind of reminds me of uh, like Bloody Mary or any other ones where you have to chant once. you're chanting in the bathroom to summon something, <laughs> except this one you're chanting into the toilet. Into the toilet. I'd rather chant to the mirror. And
0: then it's like. The same same concept was the Kanabari one, where it's like, oh, it was, it was a ghost that uh, was peeking into the bathroom.
1: Yeah, it wasn't definitely, me. Definitely not me. It was the Cannibari Some it was some guy who looked like me yeah. <laughs> and dressed like me, but, but he was but, actually but a, a, ghost. <laughs> it was a ghost. Spooky yeah, ghost. but you're right. It does sound like a lot of these yokai are just excuses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Okay. So the other bathroom yokai, yes, there's more, because why wouldn't there be, is the Okaname, whose name translates into filth liquor. Coincidentally, that was my nickname in high school. Mm. This goblin-like creature is the size of a small adult with a hunching posture. It has a filthy mop of greasy hair on its head and very greasy skin that can range in color from moldy green... To bed sore pink.
0: Yeah, it really does sound like you. No, <laughs> <laughs> know. It's just like me bed to a T. sore
1: pink? <laughs> Ooh. So, Never heard that color before. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's not my It's the new Creole color. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, I have to give that. Because I kind of paraphrased from yokai.com. Right. And he said pink like bed sores. So I have to give the credit to him. But yeah. uh, it can have one or two eyes. And the number of fingers and toes can vary. But they all have an extremely long. An extremely sticky tongue, which it uses to lap up the dirt, hair, slime, and general filth in bathrooms and around toilets. I need one of mm. these in my bathroom. Yeah, that yeah, sounds right. Like- <laughs> it sounds more Indian. helpful than anything, but it also, it just also, I can imagine just licking the bathroom floor mm. by the toilet. I, yeah, I, but
0: you really want a goblin like creature that has bedsore pink? It's,
1: it's, it's golem, skin. but with a long, sticky tongue. Luckily, they scare easily and will scamper like cockroaches in the presence of a human. They also spread disease. No surprise. Oh, wow. So, it's best to keep your bathroom areas clean, lest the Akaname makes itself comfortable. Uh, so, this is another one is. where it's uh, like, yeah, here it is. <laughs> clean your bathroom, or the Akaname is going to come in there and clean it for you. And it's like,
0: oh, sounds like, okay. That yeah, sounds that's something sounds like to great me, deal. Mom.
1: Yeah. Not they can't really hurt you, they're just gonna run away if they get there.
0: Yeah, it sounds like the mom was like, This is what happens, and then they're like, Okay, that sounds good. And, and, and then the mom's like, Oh, it also causes disease. Yeah, it spreads yeah. disease. <laughs> you gotta keep it clean.
1: Alright, that's it for the bathroom, you okay? Alright,
0: All right. so the next one and this we saved the best for last. Yeah, we did. Is the, the Shirime Shirime? Shirime. This being looks like a normal human, but has no hair or facial features. The shirime approaches travelers on the road late at night and takes the guise of a man in a kimono. The yokai asks the travelers if they have a moment to spare and then it sheds the kimono, turns around, and bends over. The yokai then spreads its butt cheeks to reveal its large eye located in its butthole. (laughs) Which shines like lightning.
1: Because, you know. Why I'm, not? I'm a, I am try not to laugh. <laughs> I appreciate it.
2: I have one of those projective minds that when I hear stuff and I'm just... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I want to
0: wow. know what the uh, moral of this story is. <laughs> yeah. Be careful that Shurime is going to show you its but eye. Uh, let's see. So the Shurime name... Translates to butt eye. Yeah. <laughs> Very creative. Yes, just like all the Pokemon.
1: <laughs> yeah, all the Pokemon that are this named gonna, after butt. I, I'm gonna guess before Garibigua. we get to the end of this.
2: It's so you wipe your butt clean.
1: Yeah, or you'll grow. Or, an
2: eye. Or you'll get like, a like shirume. Yeah, you 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 have a butt eye <laughs> <You> grow. <laughs> it's like.
1: <laughs> Wash your butt. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, she has eyes in the back of her head. Well, this time she has eye in her butt. She has eye in her butt. You're not
2: sneaking anything <laughs> up there. What's
1: what's with these creatures and butts? I don't understand. Uh, yeah, that's a, I it think sounds it's a like Japanese we, culture. It sounds like us
2: three came up with all these. Yeah,
1: that's what i saying. Like they're
0: <laughs> like children. <laughs> this can't be real. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and it seems to be content with startling people. One theory is that the shirime is nothing but an animal that has shapeshifted into this vulgar entity just to mess with humans. If you need a better idea of what the shirime looks like, check out the works of the haiku poet and artist Busan. Buson? I think it's Busan. Busan. Yeah, I
2: definitely don't recommend Googling yeah, But eye. D- <laughs> yeah,
1: don't Google But eye. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: He was obsessed with the yokai and included it in many of his paintings.
1: Yeah, he was obsessed with this one in particular yeah, 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 for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. I think it's just another weird fetish thing. I think but, you just to moon people. So the working theory because the only really way to describe this is either a Fox or a Tanuki. That's just shape shifting and messing with people. Cause it doesn't cause like on, on the yokai.com website, it lists like the foods of whatever yokai it eats, uh, yada, yada, like, like it's an animal or a creature of some sort. And this one, it says diet and it has none. It just like scaring people. <laughs> So that's well, all the yokai we have for this episode. What what, what, yeah. did you, what did you guys think?
0: Well, I'm honestly impressed by how detailed a lot of these are. Oh yeah, and like sometimes it says these this has only ever been seen one time, but then there's like but there's still a whole so much detail, super about detailed, account exactly about it. what it looks like and everything.
1: What happened with it? What happened afterwards? Yeah. Just a whole story. And there's and that's like the only one where I really included. There's only a couple where I really included the legend, but there's a lot of legends associated with each of these obviously because that's where they came from so yeah i just really wanted to do this episode because there's they're just so weird right and there's so many of them and it's just like i like i always said like i well not like i've always said like i've said before i think one of the best ways to get an idea of another culture is to look at their folklore and some of this is interesting but some of this is just plain weird and not to knock it on Japan. Gives it me a few ideas weird over
2: for there a, for a costume party, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like now I know, wait, now wait. I know. If you guys are at, at a Gary, why at are you a just naked? Party? What
1: are you supposed to be? Oh, I'm the mate. What's yeah. that? Oh, hold on.
2: <laughs> now I can just see you guys. You guys, were at a, you guys are at a costume party. I show up late and I walk in. And I just bend over, spread my butt cheeks, and I have one of them stick. You know the the googly eyes, yeah, right on my butt Well, See,
1: actually, that would be a really easy one because uh, they don't have any facial features or hair, so you just need one of those. One of those like the universal tight suits, you know? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the morph suits. Morph suits yeah, yeah, get a morph suit and then just. Stick like a glowing eye on the back, and that's all you need. It's like what are you? What the hell are you supposed to be? You're like I'm a shirime. What's that? It's a butt eye. Yeah, it's like
0: just like a tiny hole in the. People butt are like, part. oh
1: man, I'm sorry, man. You can't, you can't come to the party. We're already full. But you have to wear a kimono
0: as well. To yeah,
1: you have to wear a kimono. Entice. So you'd be like, whoosh. So he's like, so he's like a flasher. Yeah, is what he is, basically. Yeah, except instead of a trench coat. Well, it's like the like Japanese kind of funny trench coat. Because like
0: they, they call them like flashers here. But they have, this one has like an eye of lightning. So it's like a flash of
1: lightning. <laughs> oh, a flash! Yeah. I was like, "What?" I get it. Yeah, that's pretty funny.
0: I don't know if that's a good coincidence or I,
1: I, it's weird enough. that It's got a butt eye. But why? Why does that have to be glowing? <laughs> why? <laughs> I, I guess if you're, I guess if you're going around at night and you're just seeing like a shadow bend over in front of you, you don't really yeah, know. You what's may not happened. notice it unless
0: it was light, yeah, like yeah, unless it's glowing on lightning. Yeah.
1: What
2: is what is the one called again? When that's in the t- toilet, when you say it three times, the head appears in the <laughs> I, toilet.
1: I don't even know. It's the priest. Uh, mm. Hold on.
2: Let's say I'll Say I'll hide in the bathroom. The
1: Canbarin Yudo. Okay. It's probably not even how you pronounce it, but that's how With we the pronounce toilet it. seat. That's how a guy for, who's been born and raised in Arkansas pronounces it: Canbarin <laughs> Yudo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that'll do it for this episode of Snipe Hunt. Please rate and review us on iTunes or Apple podcast or wherever else that'll let you leave a review. This helps to show more than anything. And we are all too happy to read it on air, even if it's only one star. But if you do the one star, <laughs> please, we encourage you to let us know why yeah, leave you're a giving comment us the one so star. So we can
1: take it, take that comment and use it to make the show better.
2: Exactly. And please follow us on social media. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Um, if you have a topic you'd like us to do, a question, comment, suggestions to help us improve the show, <laughs> or if you have a, I'm not salty, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> or if you have a story you'd like us to share on our encounter series, please contact us on social media or email us at at gmail.com. And if you'd like to further support the podcast, check us out on on Patreon at patreon.com/snipehunt. Uh, Michael, once again, I would like to thank you for coming on the show. Thank yes. you for having me. I hope you really had a fun. good time. Yeah, talking about these super weird, yet super interesting creatures.
0: Yeah, I love Japanese culture. I love anime. So, this was probably like a great time for yeah. me to come on. Yeah,
1: I figured it would be. Now you're going to be watching
2: one of them. And you're going to be like, That's definitely a Shiri man. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: there's going to be a uh, uh, bridge scene. I'm like, Oh, no. Oh, man, <laughs> here it comes. What? First, watch out for umbrellas. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. First things first umbrellas. That's the main threat here second of all but eyes <laughs> all right so if you like to close this out
0: yokai are some of the most numerous and strangest classification of monsters if you plan to visit japan beware the hiyaki Yako, the night of 100 demons this is the night where once a month all japan's supernatural creatures leave their homes and take to the streets to take part in one massive unnatural parade to avoid being killed or taken by these monsters, stay inside and chant the following
1: protective spell. ni hi
0: If you do, you should be well protected from Japan's frightening folklore.
2: Once again, we want to thank you for listening to Snipe Hunt. Your listening has been noted and will be reported to the proper authorities. All audio used was done so under the protection
1: of fair use. Logo design is by Ethan Rothfuss. The music used for this episode was composed by Mayu and Nature World 1986. We will continue to search for the unexplained and we'll hopefully see you on the next hunt.